0: Hello and welcome to day 7 of Healing from the Inside Out. Today I want to speak about the land again. It feels so important that we can connect more fully to the land. My growing thoughts around this are if we could plug in a bit more as in commune with and communicate with our little plot of land because everybody on the planet, there's there's enough space on the planet for everyone to have a little peace, whether it's a room in on the top floor of a building, or a house, or a share, or we're living by ourselves, there, there's room for all of us to connect somewhere and somehow with this beautiful planet that we live upon, and in particular the land. And Part of the healing process I would offer is to do so. To, it supports the acceptance of where we are. And it enables us to become more present, but also to, to feed off of the elements of nature and for us to give to nature. And that sense of connection with, again, something which is larger than us, and sustains us and feeds every element of our cellular being... I would suggest is really, really powerful and necessary. Last night I slept much better than than the previous nights and I, I did an energy clear of my home. So I thought I would share about that today. Because the buildings that we live within energetically, so this has nothing to do with size or the value or the wealth or what what the living arrangements look like. It's about what they feel like and how we are within them. And with the saying as within, so without, the the concept that everything that happens within us is reflective of of, of a bigger picture but of the the without so the wholeness and the oneness of a cell within the wholeness and the oneness of a body within you could say the wholeness and oneness of our home within the country the planet and, and so forth and the cosmos so in attending to the little detail I like the quote I um, can't remember who who shares it but um, the quote how we do anything is how we do everything that's probably another good reflection to describe why tending to our home and our environment is so important and I would suggest that if we were all communing with our own little plotter land we wouldn't have climate um, change the, the planet warming up we wouldn't we would not be out of balance our choices would be different perhaps a little bit wiser and they would include the land and nature and ourselves upon them. Because a lot of us, a lot of people I see, are not actually connected to the land. They're they're running around the surface of it, energetically, a good foot off of the ground, in their heads, and I'm sure you probably recognise yourself in some of this, I certainly do, at times I'm still like that. That we're running around on on the surface of the land but not actually connected to it. And when we let go and land into the land, a very different expression comes through us and a very different energy. When I'm seeing a new client, I'll often ask them what they've studied or what the title of their job is as an indicator and description of what might be going on within It's very fascinating how people change from a type of role to another and how that can be reflective of of things that are changing within us. And that's all useful awareness. And so is the home. Because I tend to see clients that are having spiritual awakenings, it tends to be what's going on, even if that's not the presenting reason whether my clients know it at the time or they might fundamentally know it but they can often be at a crossroads and a transition period and a a questioning time of their lives and it's interesting how often house renovations are going on or moves and they might be going from a basement to an upper floor which could be very symbolic of moving through the psyche or during the work they happen to find themselves in a basement for a while or out of their home for whatever reason or it's so fascinating the correlation and more common than we might think as to what's going on and our homes are reflections of us or our living situation and how we change and grow and move through them are reflections and this has got nothing to do with money and size and any of that it's more of an energetic feeling that's going on just like going traveling um, we can be open to a lot more and growth and change and self-discovery when we're out of the confines of our four walls, so to speak. So last night I was feeling the um, environmental energies, it was very heavy, quite dense, a lot had been released into the atmosphere and I wanted to clear the energies in my home. I do it periodically when it feels it's needed. I use sage, which you can buy online. Amazon will deliver sage. You can also do it through thought, through lighting candles, through intention, to clear the energies, energies in a space. And a practice I'm going to offer today that you might enjoy doing at some time, it's best to do it when it feels like the right time to do it, is for if you're allowed during the lockdown period, to just step outside of your home and just outside of the front door the other side of the threshold so to speak so it's almost like stepping out of ourselves to observe ourselves it's just to step outside of your home and to chop your head off and to ground and you may be beneficial to have a piece of paper and a pen when you're doing this to just jot down anything that comes up even if it doesn't make sense they're usually the best bits of wisdom when they don't make sense and to observe your living space as an outsider observing it and, as you drop into your body a bit more, and there's no right or wrong with this this is this is not a critiquing it's absolutely not critiquing. it's more of a felt sensory visual experience that we're having picking up energies basically and it can be used as a meditation practice as well in some ways, you could say we could be like this all day every day, but to ground into to ground into the ground and to allow your feet and your body to walk you into your home as you cross your threshold and to notice what you notice as you do so. There can be so much energy in the doorways, in the thresholds. And just observe anything that comes up, any feelings, and where your feet and your body naturally take you when you enter your home. And I'd invite you to walk the whole of the floor plan, however small, or however large that is, including the gardens, if you wish to as well, if you have them. And to notice areas that you may have been potentially resisting. Like We can fall into patterns within our home where we just walk the same same bit of floor plan. We might find, for instance, if you have carpet, it's the same trodden path of the carpet. And there's bits of the carpet that we can see that we very rarely stand on. To walk... All of our space and to notice how it feels and if there's any discomfort or any great comfort any thoughts emotions that come up can be really really useful the awareness won't necessarily play out immediately it might do it's akin though to knowing all of ourself knowing the parts that we don't visit so often being willing to connect with all areas of us. And doing it in our home helps shake the energies up. So just like we need to dust every so often, otherwise it collects the same the same applies of energy. It collects in the corners, it connects in the hidden areas, it collects around electrical equipment, behind doors, in cupboards, in places where we project our thoughts and our energy. So if we have a negative thought towards something, it will collect that negativity. And so doing a spring clean and allowing our energies to fill the whole of our space can be really useful. And you may not want to do anything straight away, but over time you might find that you just subtly rearrange things in your environment. And in the connecting and growing to know your space, not necessarily to change it but to to know it and to connect with the ground and the the land it's on I would offer is really practical and useful in in subtle ways. So that's something I'm gonna suggest for you. I did a similar thing um recently where I really listened to and channeled the energies of my home and it's amazing the information it gave me, and I would offer that you could do just the same, it might sound a bit strange and odd, but go with what comes up, and yes, I got a lot of wisdom and a lot of advice, and since that moment, life has become much more interesting and enlivening, Um, we can find that we can live in either quite volatile um, environments, energetically, or quite dense or almost dead ones in in some ways so shaking that up and doing a walking grounded meditation in your space because after all it is your space I would encourage so my next point I'd like to share about is transference and how we can transfer our thoughts and energies and projections onto something else And the invitation in today's audio is to own what's ours. So whether it's a disagreement with somebody, um, a wish for them to do something differently, or a conflict, a dilemma, a request, um, whatever it is. And this could be in relation to our loved ones, it could be in relation to a job, an illness, Anything we can find ourselves transferring our resistance and our projections onto someone or something else. And in imagining that there's a sort of a line between, say, ourselves and another, it's 50 50, and we've got our stuff on this side of the fence, and they've got their stuff on their side of the fence. It can be very useful to hand back the energies to hand back other people's energies to themselves, whether that's a thought a conversation. Um, It it's a move on from the unplugging that I was talking about yesterday with the socket board. It's no matter what is going on for them, allowing them to have their experience and allowing us to have our own experience and owning our experience. So the self-ownership and the owning what's ours so that we can understand it and transmute it and change it. That's how we change our patterns because nobody else can change a pattern for us. Nobody else can change our reality. There's nothing in the external that can change our reality, our inner reality. And it's a balance between the two. So, by owning what's ours, life can, the inner world can really start to expand and to grow. And some interesting awareness can come up. So, for instance, we can find ourselves transferring past stuff or unfulfilled future stuff that are thoughts in our head onto something like an illness. And with the, the suggestion that the intention of how we start something will be the, needs to be the intention of how it finishes in order for us to let it go and integrate it. So we can find ourselves projecting, transferring all, th- all our niggles and gripes and a lot of ego stuff, which is trying to protect us, but transferring things into things like illnesses and discomfort. And so with the theme of this audio series being Healing from the Inside Out, from the place of acceptance, we need to own our... We need to own our discomfort or our illness if that's what we have or our growth um, just like we need to own our education. It's, you know The teacher can teach as much as they can teach but it's our choice whether we are going to, to learn and, and how we absorb it. And I would suggest it's the same for all actions in our life and in our day. To... I was going to say successfully healed. That's that's probably not a good way of putting it. There's a few things around healing and illness and intention and well-being. And I suppose the best way is just to sort of share them all and hope that they land in a way that makes sense for you. Because I haven't got a very elegant way of delivering this information One of the things I want to suggest is that well-being might mean dying. Wellness may mean the end of our life and the passing into the next life. And we can be very, very well and in a state of well-being whilst potentially our physical body is moving to transition to its next phase. That we could be aging for instance um, mentally emotionally physically and we could for instance find out in the last we could be in the last week of our life if it was we consciously knew that and we could be just beginning our spiritual work that with every decline there is an incline and that potentially our soul's journey is only just expanding and opening could be in the last you know the relative last moments of our lifetime that we could be growing in unseen ways at any point and therefore our spiritual and evolved growth may itself include dying and we're all going to die at some point. So I, I certainly hope to die through an expansive, growing, um, awakening experience that um, that I part of me really looks forward to that and my experience of dying when that time comes. So hopefully not yet, because there's more I want to do, but strangely perhaps part of me is really looking forward to that experience. And I would offer that well-being can include living with a physical what one might call in quotes illness and this is where the intention is really really important and an, an an upgrade and an uptuning of the narrative and reframing of our intentions can reshape our whole experience and outlook so an intention and we may have to dig deep to find these intentions and there might be intentions under intentions as well And the head might have an intention and the heart might have another one. So I would go with an embodied intention and listen to any others that might be present. But an intention, for instance, to not die is going to be really, really challenging to move through. Because in the statement, in the equation of including the not die, it's by default in the equation. And... To reframe that, for instance, and it's certainly not for me to um, suggest any intentions, to reframe that to an intention to experience a state of well-being without any attachment or need for it to look any particular way opens up the possibilities hugely and completely um, transforms our experience. And yes, there might be some ongoing work in coming into alignment with that new intention or updated intention. And every intention will be perfect for the stage that we're at. But to allow the, if for instance we have found ourselves having an intention to not die, to allow that process to be completed in itself and then turned, moved into a new intention to for instance experience you know utmost well-being, that allows the previous intention to be integrated and for literally our cellular and energetic makeup to completely change. And I would offer that in coming out of the head into the body as a process, as an ongoing process, we're going to hear deeper, more resonant intentions. And some of those could be unsettling. They may be um, sitting and experiencing creativity is my intention and the head might be well what well, about paying the bills i would offer to just gently hold it and but to make the heart or embodied one a really um congruent um grounded intention that we start at, we at least start to fulfill even if we can't completely go there 100 percent in the beginning So we can have the intention, for instance, to uh, express creativity, and whatever the mind has as a concern can still be put on the table and dealt with, but now the primary alignment is in this example through expressing our creativity. And then we move from a minus one to an updated plus one, and we are transmuting ourselves so this is not to negate any previous intentions because they would have been perfect for what we needed at the time but in updating our intentions our whole reality starts to change and to open and there's certainly times when our intention might be to keep things smaller and to come back to basics and to focus you know this is not about an an intention which is a should this is listening to what actually is going on deep inside, what we must do while we're here on this planet, living in this time, what is vital and important to our souls so that our soul and our spirit and our essence or divine intelligence, however we think about it, is is able to have the experience it came here to have, no matter the physical um, reality of what might be presenting at the moment. And through changing that inner um, alignment to a really spirited and soul-led and heart-led one, I would suggest that directly affects and um, involves the physical anyway. So being aware of our intentions, being aware that it might not look how we think it should, in quotes, look, being aware of not transferring other stuff or other people's stuff or resistance within ourself onto our reality that we then enforce through our narrative and our repetitive thoughts. To not push things away and to be willing potentially, to release something like an illness or a discomfort or an emotional burden or issue, I say in quotes, that we have. To own those things and be willing to let them go. So with illness, in order to transcend the illness, we need to be willing to release it, complete it, and integrate it as wisdom and knowledge and that might with something like cancer that might mean releasing it but still living with cancer for instance and still living in a place of well-being and growth and flourishing intellect and awareness and creativity but we can but or and we can also release previous experiences of it. Being aware of resistance to releasing an experience, whether it's a relationship, an illness, um, a job, anything like that, is useful because there are many, many benefits for or with an experience that we might um, describe as negative and working against us. So, with illness, for instance, it can be we can if we're honest at times recognize that we don't actually want to be well as in we well we can have a conflicting beliefs we can have the belief that we want to be well but we can also have the belief that we want to keep the illness and it can be very subconscious because the illness in quotes or the discomfort of any type whether it's over a relationship or a job or anything like that um can be bringing us lots of benefits it can be bringing us excuses to not do things it can be keeping us for instance in the minus threes when using the analogy of the plus one minus one the pendulum it can be keeping us from avoiding um, dealing with some stuff that might be we might have the perception as being um, tricky or difficult it can illness for instance can bring huge love it can bring connection it can bring a sense of worth, a sense of purpose. It can um, mean that we um, subtly are exercising control because people around us might be walking on eggshells, or they might be doing things for us that we're really enjoying, and we don't want to give those up. We might not want to go back to work, so to speak, or you know, give up the free time or the time with ourselves that we're experiencing. There can be so many benefits. Um, subconscious, conscious, emotional, mental, energetic, physical, spiritual to something like being unwell and equally if this is through an awakening journey from being unconscious for instance, for not taking those subtle steps towards embodying and owning the awareness and expanding and growing beyond it and acknowledging those and recognizing those and being in acceptance of where we are in the moment and holding it very very lightly and having the awareness with an open heart and self-compassion and kindness and love is what helps shift that into the most useful updated um template an intention that we could have in the moment it means us holding our own stuff owning our choices owning our self not transferring our needs and our happiness and our health onto anybody else it means um and ultimately, it means freedom. It means freedom to be here, freedom to not be here. Um, one of the um, places, kind of mentally and emotionally and spiritually, I wanted to get to when I had the cancers, I wanted to be comfortable dying. Probably that's why I channel now. I needed to, my control side needed to know what it would be like if I died and what it would be like. I thought, was thinking for my son where I should die. So I wanted to be really comfortable dying and I wanted to be really comfortable living. And sometimes the being really comfortable living is the greater challenge. And that's okay as well. So allowing ourselves to land, to ground, to be with what is emerging or is true for us I want to offer that in this episode in this audio to to allow what is to be when we're grounded we will move through it we will or it will move through us actually and in the softening that's how the expansion happens i would offer and that in itself can just release the tension in the body because we're no longer fighting ourselves one thing i'm i'm personally not um fond of at all is the idea of fighting any any illness any anything um yes having a powerful intention and yes being gentle but a fight is a waste of energy because the energy is going towards the fight and we need the energy throwing, flowing through us to bring well-being and a state of peace and ease and harmony. And so I'm hoping that that will have come across in today's audio, that you take from that what works for you and to... um. As a final thing, maybe to offer the connection with that aspect of ourself that doesn't change when all else changes. That inner spirit, voice, sense, connection with the part of us that no matter what is happening, there's a part of us that is always there and unchanged within and i would offer from one lifetime to the next it's there unchanged but you're going to have to take my word i think for that unless you have that you know that really strong connection as well but i would invite that as a possibility to have that experience and that that feeling that inner that inner sense of centeredness and knowingness and complete and utter acceptance and harmony even if it's only for one little percentage of ourself, but fostering that and breathing in and out from that place, moving in and out from that place, um, can be a beautiful thing. So that's my sharing for today. Um, I will move on to meditation now. Um, If you're driving, working... Uh, meditation's not the best thing for you health-wise. Now would be the time to switch off. And if you're joining for the meditation, I invite you to become comfortable. To perhaps lay on the ground, if you can, can be a really lovely way of connecting with the ground and letting go. And it can be, you know, the top floor of a building. It doesn't have to be on the ground itself. But just laying on your ground, in your place where you're living or staying or being right now. And to allow your body to just sink into the ground. Knowing there's nowhere else it needs to be for the next five minutes. I'm inviting you to breathe in and out, and in and out, noticing you have your energy bubble around you, even if you're laying down, it still goes all the way around you, and you're breathing in and out of your energy on the energy of the ground. You may be able to sense or I'd invite you in your imagination to just connect with the subtle rhythm of the planet, of the land. There's an electromagnetic wave that can be very subtly felt in the body that we can allow it to move us, ever so subtly, just imagining it, this connection with the rhythm and beating of the planet, of its pulse, and coming into greater alignment with it. As you exhale and release any stresses thoughts or worries. Any need for anything to be any particular way. To inhale and exhale. To inhale and exhale. Then I invite you to Bring your attention to that place within you where just possibly there might be the space that remains unchanged. That no matter what you do or say there's perhaps the smallest part of you or sense of something within you that no matter what is always present. And I invite you to connect with that even more, to be alongside that or even within that space as you inhale and exhale. and inhale and exhale. And inhale and exhale. Allow all of your body to relax into the ground, to just drop as the ground holds you and supports you. And as the energy from the ground feeds into your body, notice it in your mind's eye or see it or hear it, as it soaks up into your energy field, as it feeds all your thoughts, all the subconscious thoughts, the thoughts that are in your feet, your legs, your torso, your arms, your head as it supports and feeds your emotions in your feet, your legs, your torso, your head. As it feeds your physical body, every millimetre of it, inside and out. As you breathe this in, as the energies from the ground and from the earth below it, as you soak them up and it feeds your spiritual self, however you imagine that. And as you breathe this into your energy field, into your energy bubble, allow it to expand and to breathe in even more so it expands through your bubble and into your environment. Into your home or the environment you're in, even if you're outdoors, breathe in this energy through your core, through your center, through the unspoken part of you, and exhale it out into the wider atmosphere, allowing it to permeate and sending it with beautiful intentions. Notice the involuntary intentions which come up as you share this energy, as you send it towards your loved ones, wherever they are on the planet, to friends, to neighbors, to colleagues, To strangers and the people you haven't yet met. Keep breathing. Inhale and exhale. Notice if your heart has a message or an intention for you right now. And allow yourself to receive that with both hands. To hold it lightly but to receive it. As you keep breathing, keep connecting to the ground. Pour your energy field back in so it feels more comfortable. It's closer to your energy bubble. So that you can connect with the room or the environment around you as you come back into awareness, back into your body, as you wriggle your toes and your fingers and feel the beat of your heart and that protected part of yourself. You may wish to place your hands on your heart area and thank yourself for all that you've done for yourself. To this point, in this moment, and for what's yet to unfold, breathe in, breathe out. And when you're ready, gently open your eyes and enjoy the rest of your day.